0: Transmitter device activated. Coordinates set for Earth 2. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Earth 2 podcast, your weekly exploration of the origins and development of the DC Comics multiverse and the legacy of their Golden Age characters through the Silver and the Bronze Ages of comics.
1: I'm Peter Watson. And I'm David Steele. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. We return to the pages of The Brave and the Bold this week. Mm-hmm. We're doing issue 99, which was published on the 7th of October. 1971. Rattling through 1971. Mm. Grief. And once again, this week we're doing a story featuring The Flash and it's all a bit tenuous. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's less tenuous than the most recent issue of The Flash that we did. Yeah. And there are other Flash stories to come and we can all argue about how tenuous they are. That'll be fun, won't won't it?
0: Today's episode is sponsored by the word tenuous. Yes. And the number four.
1: Listeners, which episode of the podcast that we've done so far have you found the most (laughs) tenuous? Write in and let us know. Write in and let us know. Right. It's our 30th Neil Adams cover. Peter's going to tell you all about it. We
0: have the Brave and Bold banner at the top on the left-hand side. Instead of the usual DC Comics logo, we're still in that weird phase. We've got Batman with his cape up at his face, and underneath it says DC, Brave and the Bold. On the right-hand corner, it says 48 pages, only 25 cents. And underneath the Batman and Flash logos, we have a stunning cover with an extreme close-up. Whoa! Of Batman, and he's not looking too good. The right side of his face looks normal, but the left side of his face looks as if it's metamorphosizing into some hideous creature. Mm. In the background, we have the Flash. who's looking shocked at this, and the Flash is holding a gun. Now, the growling Batman is saying, "'Kill me before the demon in me takes over!' And then from the other side of his mouth, the evil side of his mouth, he's saying, "'No, he's lying! There is no demon in me!' And at the bottom of the cover, there's a banner that says, The man who murdered the past, plus the Viking prince.
1: <laughs> Barry and Bruce both look terrific. Yeah. Mm. But it kind of looks like Barry's just floating in midair, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, because there's no background at all. It's just this sort of greeny, browny. It's yeah. very
1: basic, that mm. sort of way. I like how the, the Batman logo is in the Flash's colour scheme.
0: Yes, that's a nice. nice little touch there.
1: A nice combination of... Red and yellow and black and blue and grey on this cover. It pops, as, as we like to say. It's, mm-hmm. it's very nice, yes. So obviously, as we've said, 48 pages, only 25 cents. So this is that period when the regular DC comics are a bit chunky with some other stuff backing them up. But there's no, nothing desperately golden age exciting in this one. Although it's there is a, there's a bit with some giant fish, which is quite scary in the, the backup story. It's drawn by Joe Cooper. Mm-hmm. Nice. Listeners, feel free to check that out. If you so desire, we are going to jump... Straight into the story, just so you can decide for yourselves as quickly as possible just how tenuous it is. We open with... Oh, looks like the sun's going down. Batman and Flash logos appear in the first panel. A caption says...
0: On a ferry nearing a New England island stands a sombre figure.
1: Very nice rendering in this first panel. We're off to a good start. Batman looking very dynamic. Is he recreating Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet in Titanic?
0: <laughs> Proceeding it's really... isn't um, <laughs> I don't
1: know who can say. Timey-wimey. Mm. Batman is thinking...
0: After all these years, the island again. Had such a strong desire to drive up here from Gotham. Didn't even change the old Batsuit.
1: Do you know what? That's the second consecutive Brave and the Bold story we've done when he's referred in his opening scene to his costume being the old Batsuit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. remember he emerged from the water and it was dripped dry. Batman's always at a point here in his life where he's been very introspective. And yes. There's a caption for panel two. Shortly... Before a weathered, long, shut-up structure. It's Batman with very odd ears, it must be said. Yeah, almost eerily, they're quite forward-set, yeah. They do improve later on, but the, the, the quality varies. Batman is looking at this rather splendid large house, which is at the top of some dunes, has a sort of flight of steps leading up to it. There's a turret, lots of windows, big, big, massive building. And he's looking at this as the sun continues to retire for the evening. The evening sky is sort of drawing in, and he thinks...
0: The Wayne family summer home looks the same, a little older, but then, so am I. A gloved
1: hand inserts an old key, turns a well-worn door handle, and... We're now inside. Batman is casting a long shadow, which is great, showing his silhouette. There's some exaggerated cobwebs draped all over the place. Obviously, no one's used this place for a while. Batman casts his eyes around and he sees...
0: My old tennis racket and fishing rod. Dad gave them both to me.
1: And our next panel has a rippling effect. There's obviously a flashback. It's captioned:
0: "Familiar things that tug at the hearts make time ebb like the tide, uncovering the memory of summers past."
1: Yep, yeah, and we're on that same beach, obviously, because we can see the house in the background. There's a gentleman with a green t-shirt and black hair in the foreground. He's fiddling about the fishing rod in the background. A young boy in a black and red hoop t-shirt has a fish on the line and he cries, Dad, look! His father replies, Great, Bruce. A nice blue fish, or more precisely, a nice pomatomus saltatrix. Panel one of page two is captioned,
0: Memory. That magic trip anyone can take inside his head, as Batman, alias Bruce Wayne, is doing now.
1: And it's another ripple panel. We can see Bruce and his dad playing tennis. Martha standing in the background, clapping and applauding. Bit of competitive dad going on. Martha says, Beautiful Bruce. Next year, Thomas, he'll be beating you. Return to the present in panel two. No more rippling of the panel edges. A caption says
0: The recall of the golden hours of summers long gone ends with the wind whipping a loose shutter.
1: Yeah, there's a whip and a whack sound effect as the window shutter bangs against the window. We can see Batman in the foreground holding a tennis racket, a large painting a portrait on the wall behind him. Batman is thinking
0: Dad, Mom, dead so long now but this house holds so many memories of them. Now as a sudden summer squall shakes the old house and the June grasses sigh like souls in torment.
1: Batman has reached forward and moved the the portrait in the wall to the side, revealing a sort of safe underneath, it looks Mm -hmm. like. And inside this safe, there's an urn. A green urn with a sort of yellow flash on it that reads,
0: Mortal remains of Thomas and Martha Wayne.
1: Gosh caption for the next panel.
0: Then above the drumming of the rain, the lashing of the sea against the cliffs. Another sound. A strong man stifling a sob.
1: Yes, Batman has one hand to his forehead as he holds the arm. It looks massive, actually. Mm -hmm. He reads it, obviously, and he's thinking
0: Dad. Mom. All that's left of them. They're ashes.
1: And the caption for panel five.
0: And as the wind howls in dirge-like fury,
1: as if to tear the sad old house down... The front door blows open. Lots of wind and rain coming in. Batman moves forward thinking, Quite a blow. Got to close the door. Then the caption for the final panel.
0: But as the Batman grasps the knob, a shudder shakes his every inch, and with a strange stiff-legged gait, he
1: suddenly lurches out into the storm. Absolute filth. Yes, Batman walking almost zombie-like away from the old Wayne Summer House across the beach. Gosh, very scary. We now arrive at page three. Large, large panel takes up most of the page. It is captioned.
0: Now let us follow this familiar but oddly behaving figure. Let us follow the masked Manhunter as he launches forth upon a bizarre and terrifying destiny as he becomes the the man man who murdered murdered the past.
1: Yes, we see Batman's zombie-like figure lurching down towards the harbour. We can see some boats moored. There's an open window suggesting maybe a pub or something. Two voices come from within, but before that, a tiny caption tells us...
0: Art, Bob Brown, Nick Cardy. Story, Bob Haney.
1: Yep. There's stomps and clump sound effects to emphasise Batman's sort of staggering gait. From inside the building, the first voice says... Real
0: Salwester blowing, Mr Ebbs. Old Manuel the
1: Portuguese, died in such a storm 50 years ago. Captain Jodiah, what's that coming? Glory P. Oh Manuel's ghost. It's clear they must be looking outside and seeing Batman coming towards them. We're inside in panel two, as they we see that the two men were talking. One is basically a kind of caricature of an old sea dog. Yes. Rare cap, thick white hair, thick moustache, smoking a pipe, sat in the rocking chair. Kinda looks even from this angle, like no Gallagher from off of Oasis, to my eyes. <laughs> and the bartender has slight back brown hair, is wearing a apron over his shirt, and has little glasses, you know, as much as... It looks actually like, very much like David Graham in the Doctor Who story, The Gunfighters, if you have that reference point. Anyway, so, Cap'n Josiah is obviously the guy with the pipe and the hat, and he says, "'Tis no ghost, Abner, but Batman. He, he rented the old Wayne house." Batman slams a fist down on the counter and says, Oh, amigo, some rum. My thirst, she is great. Panel 3. Abner has a thought bubble as he contemplates, But that stiff leg walk, like old Manuel's wooden leg, and his voice and accent, the same. And then he says out loud, Ah, we've only soda here, Batman. First panel of page 4 is captioned,
0: At the mention of his name, the visitor shudders and.
1: Yeah, Batman rubs his forehead and says,
0: Huh?
1: Abner says, You're making a joke? Say, that was a pretty good imitation of old Manuel the Portuguese harpooner. Gave me a scare. Batman approaches the door in panel two, saying,
0: Manuel? (laughs) My friend Bruce Wayne told me about him. Well, I was just taking shelter from the storm. Must go now.
1: Panel three has left the building. We can see the silhouettes of the captain and Abner watching him go. A full moon looms in the background. Take a drink. Clouds scudding in front of it as Batman. The serious face, thinks,
0: Storm's over, but how'd I get here? Why was I imitating old Manuel? I need sleep. Coming back here has unnerved me.
1: And so, the caption for panel four.
0: But back at the isolated house, it is a fitful, restless sleep that comes to Bruce Batman Wayne.
1: Yes, and obviously Bruce has woken up suddenly in this panel. It's a bit of a narrative leap, to be honest. We can see the Batman costume draped in the chair beside his bed. He wakes up. There appear to be two ghostly figures standing at the foot of his bed. Bruce cries, Dad! Mother! In the final panel, we can see that he appears to be wearing either his pyjamas or his boxer shorts, but they have black and orange stripes. Again? Is everyone just wearing their (laughs) pyjama jackets with a tie? I think think so. Other stories. This
0: seems to be the fashion choice of 1971. It does,
1: doesn't it? Yeah, black and orange stripes on everything.
0: Mm. At least for the wealthy.
1: Yeah. Bruce looks very buff as he crosses to the window and thinks, What a
0: dream! I could swear my parents were here, in this very room. Impossible, of course, but this house is so full of their spirits.
1: We arrive at the top of page five.
0: The following day, as a sparkling sun seems to dispel the night's dark
1: confusion... And we see that Batman has headed back into town, standing in front of him, as he casts along Batman Shadow, are Captain Josiah, Abner, and obviously a member of local law enforcement. Captain Josiah says... Here he comes! Looks normal enough! Abner says, Aye, Captain Josiah, but he didn't yesterday. Keep an eye on him, Constable Todd. That's obviously the local enforcement guy. We should point out as well that there's a statue in the foreground of a... looks like a bronze statue of a fisherman-type guy standing in a small boat bearing a very long harpoon. This becomes relevant in panel 2, which is captioned,
0: But as the Cape Crusader passes a monument to the town's wailing past,
1: Off camera, someone cries, Look at him stomping like he's got a wooden leg again. He's seizing the monument, harpoon. Yes, Batman has indeed seized the monument harpoon. He's grabbed it and he's hurled it. Well, very helpfully, Captain Josiah explains. Glory! Nobody ever tossed a whale in iron like that, except an old man whale, the Portuguese. Yeah, with a whiz and a thunk, the monument harpoon has struck the sign obviously hangs out at the Abner's establishment, which we now see was called the Whale Inn. Mm-hmm. Then in panel four, some other members of the, the local town have assembled to watch Batman stomping off again. The captain says, I tell you, Constable, the man's possessed. Someone else says, Sure is. And then another figure points towards Batman and says, Old Manuel well, was a devil. Now he's come back to possess this Batman fella. And local Constable Todd pipes up with, I better follow him. And he does. We can also see in the background there, a shop called Boating Supplies. Mm-hmm. So that's quite handy. Final panel, page five. Very tranquil scene, actually. we can see a few boats out in the sea. Nice pink and grey sky. There's a caption. Soon atop sea-sculptured cliffs beyond the village. Yep, Constable Todd has his vehicle. Looks like a bit of a jeep and he's parked it up outside a tall structure. You can see Batman going into a door at the base of the structure as Constable Todd thinks.
0: He's entering the abandoned lighthouse. Been broken for years and off limits to trespassers.
1: Yes, we can see a sign indeed that says US government property keep out. Now we arrive at the top of page six. Shortly atop the towering structure. Yep see Batman interfering with the lamp. Constable Todd arrives and says, "All right, just what are you up to?" Bats replies, "Oh, you bother men well? And in caption for panel 2, "A sudden leap. A powerful fist lashes out." You see Batman punching out Constable Todd with a "sock" sound effect, but Batman suddenly seems to come to his senses. He looks appalled as he thinks, "Huh? Where am I? What did I do?" And a slow dissolve. Not long after, Batman's in court. See the judge stood in front of him. Batman's still there in full costume. The judge is saying, Assault on an officer of the law is a serious charge. I must jail you unless you put up bail.
0: Ah, Your Honour, I've no money with me.
1: And Constable Todd, who's there, whirls around as a voice from off camera says, I'll go the Batman's bail. Batman whirls around to the next panel and reacts, saying,
0: Barry, Barry Allen. What in the world are you doing here?
1: Then we see the familiar face who replies, I'd say the question is, what is Batman doing in court?
0: Can this startling reunion of Batman and the man who is secretly
1: the Flash be strictly chance? Shortly, as the two Justice League comrades leave... Yes, we see them walking down the steps of the district court, Batman is saying, So it appears
0: I've twice been possessed by this dead Portuguese harpooner's personality.
1: Hmm, I've heard of such possessions, Batman. They're walking along the beach in the next panel, which is the first panel of page seven. We can see the lighthouse in the background. The cliff's very nicely rendered. Barry's saying, But happening to someone like you, sucking policemen is not exactly your thing.
0: All I can figure is, returning here to my parents' old summer home after all these years has upset me emotionally. But I'm not sure.
1: The next panel, they're arriving back at the, the old Wayne summer house. We can see it at the top of the cliff as they clamber over some rocks. Batman is saying,
0: But... What about you? What brought you here?
1: Well, I was doing my thing as Barry Allen, police scientist, when my lab instruments began picking up certain strange vibratory signals. And this is when the Lustels mates start to think that things are getting maybe a little less tenuous than they were thinking. Next couple of panels are rippled in a flashback style. E is Barry and the rates. When I ran some tests on those signals, they made no sense. And I very moodily let is operating some scientific equipment and thinking, they're like nothing I've seen before. Cosmica infrared rays or even seismic tremors can't be causing them. I ran the test figures through the computer and the resulting printout curled my hair. And we see Barry dealing with the printout reading as it spews out of the machine and he thinks, good blazes, they're probe rays from another dimension, a world beyond our own. And we're back in the present with Barry and Bats as Barry points up towards the Wayne Summerhouse and says, I then plotted those probes And they all converged at the same spot. This island. This house. I came here at once, never dreaming you owned it.
0: Amazing. Do you know where this dimension is, or who or what is sending the probes?
1: No, but it must be checked out. I took a brief leave of absence from Central City's police force. They step up towards the house in the next panel. Batman says,
0: Well, I'm glad you're here. These possessed states have me worried. Do you think there's any connection between them and those
1: dimensional probes? Might be since this house seems to be the locale of both. One connection we don't want anyone to make. You've got to stay in your Batman costume every minute from now on. Even sleep in it.
0: You're right. If I suddenly became possessed as Bruce Wayne, these people would know I'm one and the same man.
1: Exactly. Now, let's relax and see what tomorrow brings. It's nice seeing Barry in his sort of short-sleeved summer holidays sort of look, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, we have another slow dissolve caption for panel four of page eight.
0: But that night, strange dreams again invade the mind of the old house's owner.
1: Yes, we see Batman, with his arms stretched in front of him, walking down a flight of stairs, and the spectral figure of his father is beckoning him from an open door, saying, Bruce, (laughs) my My son, son. come. Um. Yes, Dad. Caption of the final panel, page 8.
0: Moments later, in a long-locked basement room...
1: Yes, Batman has come to his senses. He thinks...
0: Dad, he's gone, and I'm awake.
1: Yeah, Bats thinks that, and as he looks around, we can see it's obviously some kind of laboratory. There's some scientific equipment, some jars, some bottles, some books, again covered in these exaggerated cobwebs, which almost make me think Spider-Man's going to pop up <laughs> yes. in the next panel. Can you imagine? I can. I'm imagining it right now. Mm. Wouldn't that be amazing? As he looks around, Bats is thinking,
0: this room, it's a complete lab. I was never allowed in here as a boy.
1: The first panel of page nine, he's gone to one of the books that's laying around. I don't know if it was if it was lying open and He's seen it or if he's opened it up. But we can see that something's written. And Bats thinks, it's
0: Dad's handwriting.
1: And Batman reads, Dear God, Forgive me, I have opened the door. Torn away the veil between the worlds of the living and the dead. Batman gets a dramatic close-up for panel two, which is captioned.
0: And as the pages reveal their long-hidden meanings. And he thinks. Incredible. This proves Dad experimented in returning to life after
1: death. Panel three is a nice moody shot of the Wayne Summerhouse at night. Clouds scudding across another full moon. So take a drink for the full moon take a drink for scudding. From inside, Batman's thoughts.
0: He was working on a method for doing just that. In fact, had set things up for such a return just before he was killed. Fantastic! What a dense fool I've been. These strange dreams, old Manuel possessing me. They can only mean one thing.
1: And he looks very panicked and considered in this panel four image here as he's obviously drawing a very scary conclusion.
0: Dad and Mom are trying to come back now trying to communicate with me.
1: In the next panel, Batman has exited the laboratory, has a book under his arm. He's putting a chain and padlock at the door, as he thinks.
0: Old man wells the key. Somehow his spirit's managed to cross over, and is preparing the way for my parents to
1: follow. I must make sure he isn't thwarted by anyone or anything. A slow dissolve. Shortly We see Batman Setting the urn down on a table in front of an open window, lots of Spider-Man webs all over the place, as you'd expect. And Batman is thinking,
0: Dad, Mom, I understand now. I want to meet you, talk to you again too. Now that I know you haven't really died, that these ashes aren't your final form.
1: First panel, page 10. It's the next morning, obviously. caption says,
0: So as the great Batman succumbs to the deepest of human orgies, To meet again, long-lost loved ones, he
1: confides in his friend, Barry Allen. Over breakfast coffee, Barry is saying, Bruce, I understand your desire to uh, contact your dead parents, but what if it should fail or backfire somehow?
0: What have I to lose, Barry? I lost so much as a child, growing up alone. This is my chance to wash away those empty years.
1: Batman heads out over the beach. The next panel. Barry stands at the door, watching him go, and thinks, Poor guy. Under that tough superhero hide is a sensitive, lonely man. But I have a hunch he's playing with fire. That this all connects with that mysterious dimension. Got to watch him.
0: That afternoon...
1: Batman sat at a big desk in a big chair, looking through the big book again, and he's thinking...
0: According to Dad's notebook, there's something, as Manuel, I must do at the lighthouse. But it's not clear. Just have to wait till the old harpooner possesses me again.
1: Yeah, that's the spirit, Batman. Caption for panel
0: 5 of page 10. Darkness comes, and with it, another bizarre takeover of the
1: Man of Night, and shortly, down the beach. Yes, Batman appears to be back at the lighthouse. There's a member of the local constabulary, stood outside. Batman has marched up behind him, and with a walk, strikes him, knocking him over, knocking his hat off, and Batman, or well, the possessed Batman, says, Ho! Oh. So they put guard here to stop Manuel. Interesting. We cut back in the final panel of page 10, back to, well, the caption tells us where we are. While in the Wayne house, a guest awakes. Barry Allen in a stunning golden, twisty-coloured, patterned dressing gown, standing at the desk. We can see the urn with the ashes of the Waynes in front of him, and he thinks, Bad man's bed hasn't been slept in, and he's nowhere around. Cross panel of page 11. Caption says,
0: Now from a special ring, a familiar crimson costume
1: spurts, expanding instantaneously. I'll bet I know where he is and why. Old man Wells possessed him again. But first, I better become possessed myself. Of the Flash. Sure enough, the costume enlarges. Barry gets dressed. The caption for panel two. The night's ghostly grey is streaked with a
0: crimson blur
1: as Barry
0: Allen takes off after his friend.
1: Great panel was... I might put this sequence in the socials, actually. Barry arrives at the lighthouse and goes racing up the, the circular staircase, thinking, Police guard, K-O'd. I was afraid of this. He's obviously seen the body outside. Caption for panel three. And as he reaches the lighthouse top in half a heartbeat... Yeah, he arrives, but the possessed Batman spots him arriving and says, You interrupt Manuel, I fix you. It's actually that Bats has a wrench in his hand. He's obviously... Trying to interfere with the lamp. This is what he seems to keep trying to do. Panel 4. The Flash zooms up to Batman thinking, Got to pull this or I'd kill him. Yeah, we obviously meaning to pull his punch. There's a patow sound effect. As Batman goes flying and lets go of the wrench. The caption for the next panel. Then another
0: scarlet blur bearing a limp body rapidly away. That's
1: what we see. The Flash accelerating away from the lighthouse with Batman over his shoulder. Very shortly. Yes. Barry. Back in his civilian clothes, standing with Constable Todd, Batman is stretched out in a bed. Amusingly, the covers are up over his chest. He's in full costume. Hm. Barry's saying, as you see, Constable, Batman's asleep. Hmm.
0: Guess he couldn't have got back so fast. Must have been pranksters or vandals attacked that lighthouse guard.
1: Slow dissolve. But the next morning, Barry and Bats are standing back again at that big desk with the urn on it and the, the journal that Batman's been looking at. Barry's saying, Bruce, I can't keep covering you if you continue to break the law during these weird states.
0: Sorry Barry, but I've no control over what I do when I'm old Manuel.
1: Batman crosses to the, the wall safe that's behind the painting. The next panel, he's putting the uh, the urn away as he's saying.
0: I only know I must do what I have to if I'm to see my parents again. Think of the stakes, bringing them
1: back. Sure, I'm thinking of my friend Bruce Wayne the Batman becoming an obsessed fanatic. Attempting tempting fate with who knows what dangerous consequences.
0: Stop it, Barry. I'm sure that's experiment won't backfire. Now, please let me study his notebook.
1: Barry takes his leave in the next panel, leaving Bats behind. As Barry closes the door, he thinks, I can't reach him. Yet, I must try to avert any trouble. Hmm. Those dimensional probes focus on this house. Something must be gathering the enormous energy involved. Some special object. As the flash... I can search the place without Bruce getting the wiser. Once again, Barry presses his costume ring for the second time in two pages Mm -hmm. and releases his costume, which expands on contact with the air. I can't think I've ever seen the Flash costume change happening so quickly one after the other like that before ever. Can you? Not given the full ring
0: thing. Not offhand, no.
1: It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, obviously a fair bit of time has passed Mm -hmm. in the narrative, like, you know, night to morning, but it's fascinating. Just like, you look in (laughs) one panel, then over page, you know, across the other side, it is again. So we turn the page to page 13, which is captioned.
0: Now an instance, the crimson cannonball covers every nook and cranny of the old
1: house. Yep, Batman is sat at the desk reading as the Flash zooms around him looking into things and looking behind things and checking things out. And then the Flash gets a nice close-up in the second panel of page 13 as he thinks, nothing, nothing that could conceivably concentrate that dimension bridging energy. Yet it must be here, somewhere. In panel three, Flash is creeping down a staircase, very familiar door, thoughts of Spider-Man webbing, lying all over the place. And he thinks, the door. My calculations show the probe rays focused through it. Maybe I can use it to unlock the whole incredible problem. No pun intended. What does the Monarch of Motion mean? The next second? Yes, amusingly, Flash has zoomed in and gathered Batman up from his reading chair. Batman cries, Flash, what? Hang on. We're taking a trip that will really be a mind blower. You're mad. As they zoom towards the door, as they obviously are clearly starting to vibrate, Flash replies, Don't worry. My costume's aura will protect you. And in the first panel of page 14, Batman says, Through the door? Yes, as they grow transparent as they start to vibrate faster, and the flash replies, check. I'm getting up the right vibratory velocity to take us right through it and hopefully into another world. As we see over a sequence of three panels, they zoom through what looks like the front door of the house actually and pass outside, dissolving into just a, a blue and red blur. There's a caption for the large panel that rounds out page 14.
0: What happens now to our two travellers cannot be described as they transcend the very laws of time and space.
1: And then... Yeah, and a very, the only word for it, translucent, jelly, wobbly-looking Flash, still carrying Batman, they appear in a very strange bluey-green landscape. There's sort of pillars in the background, sort of Roman Greco-pillars that looks sort of ruined. They appear to still be in a beach, green clouds in the sky. First panel of page 15... Batman is now standing, they look around, there's yellow clouds hovering behind them. Batman says,
0: Where are we? What forsaken place have you brought me to? And why?
1: Unless i miscalculated. This is the dimension that is trying to contact ours. Perhaps the same world your dead parents dwell in. We pull back to a wider shot in panel two. And there's some very creepy looking, it must Mm. be said, translucent ghostly figures, now who appear to be dressed, very oddly, one man wearing a bit of a smock who looks almost skeletal with hollow eyes, another guy wearing furs with a long moustache, yeah. another figure behind him with a hat and a long beard, you can see it looks like a, a woman behind, and then standing up in the rocks all around them we can see some other shapes. Batman is looking around and he says, those figures everywhere. Listen, says the Flash, this way.
0: Like the ghost of Virgil showing the poet Dante the underworld, the flash leads the masked manhunter toward the sound of a sibilant voice.
1: And it looks as though all these translucent ghostly figures are all assembling, all gathering in fact, because standing up in the rocks above them, oh, it's a ghostly pirate looking figure. His right leg is artificial, strapped on, old stumpy wooden leg, he's wearing a striped t-shirt, it's a long moustache. Hair tied back, little ponytail, big hoop earring. You can see Batman and Flash standing on the ground amongst dozens of these spectral figures with this weird landscape. And this ghostly figure is crying.
0: My comrades, our sins we did in life have locked the door to the land of eternal rest. And we are trapped in this valley of limbo where there is no peace. But despair not. Even now our servant the Batman works to free us. To send us back to new life
1: and new bodies. In the old world, we all miss so much. First panel of page 16, Batman and Flash are looking up at this guy who's just been monologuing. Batman points and says, There, that figure, it must be... Manuel, the Portuguese, of course. When he's not possessing you in our world, his spirit's here in this world. He alone seems to have the power to cross over. The island people say he practiced devilish rites when alive. Over there, those other two. My... Parents! Capture for panel 3 of page 16
0: says As the
1: Batman strains toward two hauntingly familiar figures you yeah, see the ghostly silhouetted forms of Thomas and Martha Wayne Batman says Dad! Mother!
0: It's me! Bruce! Your son! Please speak to me! Their faces... so sad
1: He reaches for them in the next panel but the Flash reaches forward too grabs his arm to restrain him as Batman says Let me go! Let me embrace them! touch them listen they can't see or hear us stop fighting me the vibration time phase is ending if we break contact you'd be trapped here forever
0: no sooner has the flash spoken than again there is the indescribable
1: transcending of time and space and yep and we see batman and flash vibrating back through the door of the summer house with the flash saying we're back thank god a tiny caption says continued on the second page following Pass a full page of advertisements includes an advertisement for Sea Monkeys. Is that the first Sea Monkeys advert? That I think we've had it. It's been mentioned before, but it might not be a, a big one. i yeah. sure. That's mm. the first one that's certainly registered with me. That's interesting. Mm. Listeners, we're going to start a new one. Take a drink whenever there's a Sea Monkeys advert.
0: Why not? But don't take a drink of Sea Monkeys.
1: No. 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 Right. First panel of page 17. Batman and the Flasher on the floor of the Wayne Summerhouses. They've returned from that other dimension. The Flash is saying, Now we know the terrible truth. A multitude of dead souls waiting to re-enter our world and possess living bodies. You must give up your plans. The next panel, Batman has opened the door back into that study. We can see the journal lying on the desk as he says in reply.
0: Give up freeing my parents' poor unhappy spirits from that hellish place? No, Flash. I'm sure Dad's experiment will work and bring only them back as they were in life. As themselves. And I will bring them back. The next time old Manuel possesses me, I swear
1: it. Flash looks askance about Batman as he thinks. Blast. Entering that dead dimension didn't discourage him. He's more determined than ever to fulfil this dangerous destiny. In the next panel, Flash takes his leave from the summer house. We see him zooming down the cliff and along the beach, thinking his next possession could come at any moment. I haven't much time, but there's one hunch left to play.
0: Miles melts to nothingness under the flashes, flying feet, and in moments.
1: Yeah, we see the flash arriving somewhere. Very old-fashioned look to the place. Looks like cob, is that a cobbled street? Those buildings behind him look very mm-hmm. old-fashioned, as he thinks. Bruce was a kid when his parents died. Caleb Branson, a family friend, made the funeral arrangements. You see, Barry Allen, emerging in the final panel of page seventeen, is also taking off his uniform and thinking. Bruce said Branson lives here in Boston, if he's still alive. As Dr. Wayne's closest friend, he might know something about the experiments. Pity the guy's not called Boston Brand. That would have been handy, wouldn't it? Mm Yeah. So we arrive at the top of page 18. Caption for the first panel there says, After some swift sleuthing, Yes, we see Barry approaching a large building, which very helpfully is a sign outside that says, Elysium Rest Home. Barry walks up the long drive thinking, I'm in luck. Branson's alive. Retired in his rest home. If he can just tell me what's gathering the dimension bridging energy and where it is. We're inside the establishment in the next panel. And a balding, bespectacled doctor points towards someone and says to Barry, That's Branson, Mr. Allen. But he had a stroke. He can't move or speak. Barry says, Oh no, could I have a moment alone with him?
0: In the dimness, the old man stares blankly as
1: Barry Allen speaks softly but persistently. Old man, thick white hair, green dressing gown. Sadly, we can see his bed and his dressing table behind him. Barry's thinking, no use. I explained everything to him. I can tell he hears me, but even if he knows anything, how can he communicate it?
0: Then a withered claw of a
1: hand feebly struggles to move. Fingers start to move as Barry thinks. He's scratching something on the arm of his wheelchair. Meanwhile, miles away, in a sad and crumbling house... Batman's standing before a large window watching the sunset. Beautiful sunset. Take a drink, every time there's sunset listeners. Bats is thinking.
0: They doubled the lighthouse guard, so when old Manuel possesses me again, I'll really have to be on the ball. Tonight is the time I must bridge the gap between the worlds.
1: Oh, I couldn't have said between the two worlds. Yeah. Well. Caption for the next panel.
0: So it is that a brooding Batman waits for the visitor
1: he knows must come, and as night falls. Yes, the full moon in the background. Batman is marching across the beach. There's that slight emphasis to his leg movements, which yeah. makes me think he's maybe been possessed again. We arrive at the top of page 19.
0: Soon, where scudding clouds obscure the moon and nervous men stand guard.
1: Soon where scudding clouds obscure the moon And, and nervous, nervous men stand guard. guard Yep, Bats fires a bat line up onto the lighthouse and swings up, clambers up the side giving me flashbacks to the legendary Doctor Who story The Horror of Fang Rock, which Yay. I remember from first transmission Panel 3, Batman vaults over the guard barrier to arrive at the top of the lighthouse The caption says
0: Shortly, like the winged mammal whose name he bears the possessed Batman soon soars to the top And enters. a bit of
1: unnecessary duplication here, listeners, I apologise. Captioning for panel four.
0: A few minutes later, he exits. But suddenly, as the clouds part... Yeah,
1: Batman starts to swing down, but... Well, he's helpfully silhouetted against a large lunar body. Take a drink as one of the policemen down the ground cocks his pistol and cries... Up there, against the moon! Shoot! And in the next panel, there's some vips and peows! As Batman hits the ground and a police fire on him. The caption for the final panel, page 19. And then the bizarre stiff-legged figure vanishes into the night. Yeah, interesting. Well, Bats is possessed, he still has his acrobatic abilities. Yes, there's some more beeps and zings as Batman lurches off with his cape billowing out massively behind them. Gosh. Caption for the first panel on page 20. Not long after, as a scarlet blur once more streaks over the beach. Barry's going full tilt. He always lays a bag over his arm, rushing along the beach, but there seems to be a bit of a, a kerfuffle, a bit of a hubbub in front of him. A crowd of people, Barry thinks, maybe now I have the answer. What's that ahead? Torches? Yeah, sure enough, it's like an angry mob with flaming torches. He ducks behind some rocks in panel two and thinks, the police and some villagers. And We see what looks like Constable Todd saying to another senior officer.
0: There was that crazy Batman, all right, chief. He got into the lighthouse, then escaped using old man funny gates.
1: Old Manuel's funny gait, that sounds like a specialist kind of whiskey or lager or something, doesn't it? it? does. It's something yes.
0: you'd buy in the West End.
1: Yes, or yes. perhaps when you went to see menswear in the 90s. Mm. The next panel's cracking. It's a bunch of angry villagers with Constable Todd in the background. The first guy at the front is raging and then he cries, It's time this madman was stopped, terrorising the whole island. No telling what he might do, possessed the way he is of that dead devil, the portuguese. And Constable Todd says, Start searching, we'll find him. And the Flash, cracking short at the Flash's backside here actually, as he watches the crowd move off and he thinks, Good blazes, they're really riled up. out for Batman's blood, I've got to find him first.
0: Suddenly, the night is torn apart
1: by a great stabbing beam. Yeah, the Flash reacts as he thinks, The lighthouse, it's working, but it hasn't for years. And sure enough, massive piercing light coming from the lighthouse. And then the caption for the first panel page 21. And where the incandescent circle of light strikes the rolling waves... Yes, we see the ghostly, yellow-tinted forms of bodies emerging from the water at the head of them. Familiar with the stripy shirt and wooden leg is Manuel. Very creepy. Flash observes in the next panel, thinking, Good lord, it's them. The spirits from the dead world. They're moving toward the house. Must get there at once. Sure enough, we see the Wayne Summerhouse on top of the cliffs and all the ghostly figures emerging from the water and walking towards it. The caption for panel three. While inside the darkened Wayne home, a once-again normal Batman
0: stares at a familiar portrait. In the
1: foreground of the panel, we can see the urn back on the desk. Batman is looking up at the portrait of his father and he's thinking, Well, Dad, I did
0: everything to make your return possible. Now I wait to embrace you and Mother after all these long... Empty
1: years. The next panel, suddenly... Flash! Yes, the flash has vibrated through the wall, still bearing the little bag he had in the previous page, and he says to Batman, You did it! Release the dead! A whole multitude of them is approaching the house! No, only my parents will be brought back! It didn't work that way! I know why, as man well, you kept going to the lighthouse to fix it! The beam's power was needed to draw the spirit beings from the sea! Tiny caption says, continued in fourth page following... Pass an advertisement for a Superman poster, some other stuff. Ooh. An advertisement for a hundred page issue of Superman, the one with Airwave and Kid Eternity and Super Chief for you paying attention. And a large issue of Strange Adventures. We arrive, at the first panel of page twenty-two. Batman and Flash standing next to the large window as Batman says, You're lying!
0: All along you thought my wish to be reunited with my parents was wrong.
1: Lying, am I? Then look! Look for yourself! If you dare Batman pulls the curtain back and looks outside. Good. God! It... it is true! And they're almost here! his his head and his hands in the next panel. Batman continues. What have I done? Nothing that can be undone. And I think I know how. Then there's a... From the door, Flash points and says, Listen, they're here. Don't open the door. If you do, we're lost. The next panel, we're outside the house. the, The ghostly spirits are wandering through the fog... Towards the house, knocking on the door, there's a strange luminance coming from inside as Flash cries, Batman! What's happening to you? We're back inside, Batman rather light on the cover. The left side of his face is starting to distort. He's surrounded by a golden aura as he cries, Flash, stop me! Kill me if necessary before I open that door! The knocking continues. Batman says, No, don't believe that. I won't open it. The knocking continues in the first panel of page 23. Flash, panicked, horrified close-up, thinks he's possessed again, but this time he's fighting back to keep it from taking over. Two identities warring inside of him, but one identity speaks with old Manuel's voice and can't be trusted. The Flash turns towards the desk at this point, reaching for the urn, and he thinks, the urn, I must destroy it. And Batman is obviously conflicted in the background, it's almost in a way like there's two Batmen struggling for dominance. Batman says, Do what you must do, Flash. Then he says, Touch my parents' sacred ashes. Never. Suddenly, Batman has a candlestick in his hand in panel three with a wonk. He brings it down the back of the Flash's head. Caption for panel four. Then as the Scarlet Speedster slumps to the floor. The knocking continues. Batman moves towards the door. Flash's head is spinning and he thinks, Old Manuel's identity is won. He's going to open the door. I'm groggy, but... I must do something. Desperately,
0: the man who can cover miles in instance tries to stretch a few all-important
1: inches and... He's successful in knocking the urn of ashes off of the desk. There's a smash as the urn breaks on the floor. The knocking continues. as flash reaches for the debris, thinking, An ancient Egyptian ankh, the symbol of life, carved from a black diamond. That's it. The thing concentrating the dimensional energy. And we can see that he's reaching... Actually, it's not an ankh. Not one that I recognise. I've never got an ankh tattooed nope. on my back. What we're actually seeing Barry reach for is like a kind of statue of a, of a figure, figurine of a woman almost with, with wings draping from her hands. Not very clear what's going on there. The first panel of page 24 is captioned.
0: As the knocking reaches a persistent crescendo, a gauntleted hand
1: reaches for a well-worn handle. Yeah, as the knocking continues... See Batman's hand reaching for the door handle. And in panel two, the Flash is thinking, Hope, I've got enough strength to give this thing a super speed liftoff. And we see him hurling the small statue figure that he found inside. The Arnold as a smash as it hurtles through the glass. And then a caps for panel three.
0: The next instant, like some tiny meteorite in reverse, the black artifact leaves Earth forever for the stars.
1: <laughs> yes! We see the black figurine exiting the Earth and hurtling into space with some stars twinkling in the background. Gosh, who knew that the Flash had such abilities? Hmm. Caption for panel four. While below. Yep. Batman is standing outside the house. The ghostly figures have vanished. All clear, as Batman says.
0: Dad! Mother! No one! No one. At all!
1: And he thinks. Oh,
0: my head feels like I just awakened from a nightmare.
1: Back inside the house in the next panel, notices the the urn is broken. He also notices what the urn contained.
0: Sand? The urn contained sand?
1: Yes, sand. And the ank, which once gone, broke the energy link between the two worlds and old manuel's possession of you.
0: How close to disaster I came. Forgive me, Flash, and thanks.
1: Thank old Caleb Bronson. He gave me the vital clue, scratching the message that the ank was hidden in the urn so it would remain undisturbed. Batman looks up at the portrait of his father on the first panel of page 25 and he says,
0: Of course. Dad knew even I'd never open what I believed contained my own parents' remains.
1: But he couldn't, know The experiment would go awry. Batman looks out the window at a full moon in the next panel, saying,
0: Where are my parents now? Still trapped in that awful dimension?
1: And why? Perhaps because your father dared to tamper with what must remain separate, the living and dead worlds.
0: I don't even have the ashes. now.
1: We see the Flash has opened the bag that he's been carrying. A familiar object in his hand, he offers it to Batman, saying, Yes, you do. Caleb Bronson also clued me to a vault in Boston, where I found this replica of the other urn, containing the real ashes.
0: Thank you, Flash. Once more.
1: And a slow dissolve. Caps for panel four, page twenty-five.
0: And later, as an exhausted man sleeps,
1: yeah, two silhouetted figures, almost spotlighted, standing behind Bruce Wayne again. His costume is draped over the chair. One's a man, one's a woman. The man says, "Bruce, our son. It's over. We failed to return to your world by destroying the Arkvaders from another world. We've reached the land of eternal peace at last." Another slow dissolve. Time is merciful.
0: The night's darkness only lasts until a new day's dawning.
1: Barry Allen and Batman. Batman is locking the door of the summer house, as Barry says. The local authorities went along with my escorting you off the island to seek psychiatric help. That's only half a lie, Barry. I really could use a head shrinker after this vacation. In the final panel, Batman points up to the old summer house, saying,
0: But seriously, I've also found peace at last. I'm no longer haunted by my orphaned childhood. Killing my past by finally putting the ghosts of my parents to rest has freed me.
1: And he waves, Barry looks on as Batman says,
0: Goodbye, Dad, Mom, Goodbye, House.
1: And a small caption tells us this is
0: the end.
1: end. Well then. So just let's take that first panel first of all. Killing my past by finally putting the ghosts of my parents to rest has freed me. So that's actually the last time that he was ever Batman. (laughs) <laughs> stops being Batman as a result go. the end
0: they had to cancel all their big plans for Brave and Bold 100 yep yeah. Batman finished in <laughs> 1971 And there we are everything else that's been written since has just been fanfic
1: yeah <laughs> well a little bit less tenuous than Flash 209 mhm this other dimension that they were visiting, this ghostly thing—I mean, I was reminded, obviously, of Flash One Seven Six with Death yes. floating about and all that uh-huh. sort of stuff. Flash has got prior on this. Yes. Yeah, it's very interesting. All the the metaphysical stuff about Bruce's parents and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. and you know the fact that they were sort of almost in the thrall of Manuel's plans, etc. Yeah, pawns mm-hmm. in his game. And I was—I was actually in a way reminded of the the movie on um, the Fog by John Carpenter.
0: Yes, I can see that. Uh-huh. I mean, you
1: know the, the final climatic scenes is all the mm-hmm. you know everyone started towards the house. And
0: yep, definitely. This predates that, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but I wonder, uh-huh. you
1: know, did John Carpenter read B and ninety nine discuss possibly? And, oh, did we really see what happened to the the village mob with their, their torches? Where did they all go? <laughs> Where did they all march off to after Song?
0: There's so much to unpack from this story.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one. Right, I'll I'll let you go then. <laughs> okay.
0: So I don't know about you, but I was fascinated at the fact that Thomas Wayne turns out to be a secret Lovecraft character. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it was very bizarre. It was very, you know, gothic house on the the caves on the islands, you know, Uh uh, and doing the secret research into the afterlife. It's it's pure Lovecraft. It's uh, really bizarre. And also something we have never heard of before. And I don't think we ever hear of it again. I found that fascinating. That was great. There was a couple of other bits. You mentioned the ank. Basically, it definitely was not an Ankh. I think no. I think Bob Brown didn't know what an Ankh was.
1: Yes, I was reminded of the, the Minotaur, closing vertical commas, that we yes. got in just League of America issue 89 before no. Christmas there. that was a
0: satyr, really. It was like, know, basically, someone told him, it was, satyr.
1: it was half man and half bull. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's the drew. got <laughs> half <up>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was funny. The fact it was carved out of black diamonds made me think, oh, Eclipso. I suddenly had that notion. Right. It was like, oh, oh, right, okay, there's no connection there. I'm obviously drawing too much into this. Unless it is the same type of black diamond that uh, Eclipso's that's diamond the is and has mystical properties, which would make sense in DC comics. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole opening panels of Batman on the ferry with the Batmobile crossing the river <laughs> or the yeah. water to get to the, the yeah, yeah, I mean, the that's soldiers. bizarre.
1: Like, he could have just gone as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, mm hmm. And then it would have been Bruce Wayne, it was getting possessed and all that. But the f- oh. I mean, we're so used to these days Batman being that creature of the night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's just blatantly going mm. to you know, Long Island or New Jersey or wherever it was, <laughs> New England, I'm not really sure, sh- or, or Maine, yeah. or, I don't mind you know, my American geography again. Sorry, Steve. That's bizarre. I'm just, yeah. you know, public Batman. Mm.
0: <laughs> I've always enjoyed that, but they were bold stories because he is almost like a detective slash glorified policeman almost. You know, he's he's more like a person. He's more human than the mythical creature of the night, which we are used to seeing. I wish he'd brought Alfred along with him to deal with all those cobwebs, though.
1: Well, <laughs> maybe Spider-Man should have just tied it up after himself. <laughs>
0: They're supposed to dissolve after an hour.
1: Well, I mean, oh, really, that's true. You know, uh-huh. Maybe that means it wasn't Spider-Man. <laughs> One thing I noticed very quickly, page 13, panel 3, mm-hmm. that's John Wesley's ship. <laughs> so it is. See, hang on,
0: I'm back. Oh, yes. Yes, I see what you mean. huh? <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? A bit it? muscular and the mask is a bit more almost three-dimensional. Yeah, yeah. the cowl. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can totally see that. Huh? Good. Interesting. Mm. Yes.
1: Anyway, <laughs> did this comic give them the idea for getting John Wesley Shipp to play The Flash? We May well have done. May well have done. Anyway.
0: So there's a few things
1: we need to talk about here. There are more than a few.
0: <laughs> the big elephant in the room is what earth does this story take place on? Now, we're both pretty much anti-Earth B theory. Yes. Where all the Bob Haney, Brave and Bold stories are allocated their own Earth called Earth B because that's just quite lazy and they can generally be explained. Mm-hmm. However, this one gives us a bit of a poser because it's firmly established in several other comics that predate this and also come after this that... Uh, Bruce Wayne's parents weren't cremated; they that's were right. buried. Yes, of course. And there's scenes with them at the yes. gravesite. I've got a few of them that I've found, so I'll actually post them in the Facebook album for this episode. So please check that out. So it can't really be Earth One unless, and I've thought of one way out of this. Right. Unless that's more of a memorial gravestone. Okay. And the ashes are actually elsewhere. Right. That's a huge, huge, huge stretch.
1: Yes. But it's not impossible. Yeah, it kind of makes, it's kind of the only one that maybe really makes sense with Mm -hmm. all this sort of contextual stuff.
0: Because I don't think I've ever seen a story where, as morbid as this is, the corpses of the Wayne parents, at least pre-crisis, I've been unearthed. I think it has happened post crisis, but before crisis, Infinite Earth, This is Earth One we're talking about here. I, uh-huh. I don't remember any story where that happened.
1: Yeah, I can picture in my head without getting really knowing any specifics. I can think of several times when Batman or Bruce Wayne has stood in front of gravestones, looking yeah. pained and upset. And it's it's this whole "he don't care" thing that you've you've said in the past, yeah. Isn't it?
0: It's very uh, densey this one. Yeah. There's a lot happening. There's yes. a lot of uh, really tough dialogue and captions to go through for us yeah. to say.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's obviously, his priority is obvious at all times, just telling the best story possible mm-hmm. right there and right now, mm-hmm. which is fine. It's like when you try and start reconciling it with anything else whatsoever, yeah. it kind of like, you know, just, <sighs> is it worth the trouble? <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course it is.
0: That's the fun.
1: But you're right, I mean that's a massive sort of question mark to, to ask.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean I don't think it's impossible, but it is a yeah, huge stretch.
1: Th- I can imagine this one in Mark Wade's big DC multiverse compendium publication, either in the one at the back of the cris- the Crisis Absolute or in that recent thing. I can imagine yeah. this being given enough of its own because just, Yeah. You know, this whole spirits of the dead standing mm-hmm. over the living thing is mm-hmm. very unusual. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's more house of mystery, house of secrets. Yeah. It's more Sandman again than uh-huh. than Batman, really, yeah, but this point, which at this point mm-hmm. is like, you know, the height of the Dark Knight detective sort of thing. Yeah. And it does, as we said, echo Flash 176 mm-hmm. in some ways. I'm glad that Flash 176 exists. Yeah. Because it makes the story a little bit more palatable as a result. You know what I mean? Sure.
0: Uh-huh. One aspect I really did like is the fact that neither of them were doing a whole Doctor 13 being really cynical of the situation. Sure. Uh, And both of them embraced the fact that there are such things as spirits or ghosts who can come back after the dead and there is another dimension perhaps where these spirits could reside. Because obviously they've experienced similar things in their own histories like obviously Batman's met Dead Man. Flash has had that death experience that yes. you've already mentioned. Uh-huh. They've had other more bizarre encounters with magical creatures yeah. and stuff within the pages of the Justice League in yeah. the past. So yeah, I mean,
1: you're right. Actually, that's a point because it does kind of fit in with some of the. I mean, we made a Boston brand joke at mm. one point, obviously mm. when the Flash went to Boston. Yeah, you're right. It does fall into that old Phantom Stranger, Dead Man corner. Of things, mm-hmm. it's a shame the Phantom Stranger wasn't in this story too. <laughs> you know, might have cleaned things up a bit easier. Yeah that, yeah, that might have been. You know, I can imagine him adding a lot of weight to it. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, twenty-five pages is one of the longest stories we've done, but I don't. Yeah. It didn't feel like a drag. It didn't feel like no. it was taking as long time to get through it. Some brilliant artwork, like the panels of the Flash and Batman vibrating through the door and and into the other, you know, dimension. The layout of the house, the stuff of the lighthouse. I mean, it was mm-hmm. very atmospheric. Yeah. Very, be a good Halloween comic,
0: very much so. Yeah, I think uh-huh.
1: you know. I say it was published in October, so maybe that's what they had in mind. Ah, okay. So, yes, October the seventh, mm-hmm. nineteen seventy-one. So you know, nights would have been drawing in. Indeed, quite, yes. yeah. And you know, the New England setting, it you know, it does tie into that sort of slight Stephen, Stephen King vibe. Yes. Jinx, uh-huh. a Fanta, yeah.
0: How long do full moons last? By the way, I th- I thought it was only three nights because mm. they've been here for at least four, and it's a full moon every single mm. night.
1: Maybe that's a side effect of the the other dimensions sort of affecting things. Maybe could be, could be. My goodness, but I find that hilarious. Yeah, I love the idea of
0: Batman renting the Wayne holiday home. (laughs) Yes, that's bizarre. As they seem to think, and also he doesn't carry money. I know
1: that also is odd. You think you'd have a little pouch in the utility belt, wouldn't you? Yeah,
0: I mean, obviously, there's the famous scene in the Batman and Robin 1997 movie where. Batman whips out his back credit card. So he does. Yes. I blanked that from my mind. <laughs>
1: Do you know what? I actually, I liked that movie.
0: I hated it when I first saw it. I happened to catch it on television one time and watched it and then it clicked. It's not supposed to be a serious Batman movie at all. It's supposed no, to be, it's not. It's supposed to be a 90s remake of the 60s TV show. Yeah. And as soon as that clicked for me, I loved the hell yeah. out of
1: it. Yeah, it's funny. I remember thinking Batman Forever it seemed to be a kind of hybrid of what Burton had already been doing mm-hmm. and the TV show and, and the, the vibe of the comics at the time. Yeah. Because I was still half reading Batman because it wasn't too long after the brief period when Dick Grayson was uh-huh. being Batman. Yeah. I'd been reading Night Nightfall and all that stuff. So it mm-hmm. kind of felt very consistent. And arguably, Batman and Robin is maybe a step too far. I mean, eyes to Meet You, Complete waste of Bane and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. Batgirl, Chris O'Donnell was really good as Robin. There's no two mm-hmm. ways about mm-hmm. it. Clooney was fine. You know, mm-hmm. it was... Yeah. Coolio's in it, for crying out loud. Is he? Rest in peace. <laughs> Coolio... Um, so <laughs> no, come on. Okay. he was a legend. Sure. So yeah, I've, okay. yeah. This is the this is the Batman and Robin discussion podcast. All of we a sudden, we should do that as a special. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> um, how did we get? Yeah. How did we get onto the? How did we go? How did we get onto that? We've gone. We totally we got on tangent? Oh well.
0: <laughs> One other thing I liked about Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. Definitely how, did lying. how did I have no idea? You tell me, <laughs> listeners. How did we go how did to that tell us, tell us. Money didn't carry money. That's it. Yeah, yes, the
0: credit card. That's right. And it's even, the car. Chicks dig the car. Even the fact he was arrested and brought
1: in front of a judge is well, hilarious. Yeah. It's like all the villagers were out to get Batman. Yeah, and he would have been unmasked. There's no way he wouldn't. They wouldn't yeah. have just let. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of these ones where you just have to kind of go with it, really. Mm-hmm. An awful lot to really process from this one. Yes. Well, I just thought of the, the most terrible pun. Batman and Flash might have said, as the, the ghostly figures encouraged by Manuel approached the house, led by Batman's parents, Flash might have said that he had turned, turned the, wings the wings against, against us. Them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. jinx yeah. Peter, I think Peter saw where I was going with that oh yes that is a, a reference to Scottish <laughs> no don't explain it no, 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 no. no don't okay. explain it I will, I will. <laughs> okay it's a, yeah that's a it's a, a limmy show joke so yes. if you're not if you're not from West Central Scotland and watched BBC Scotland in the last 10-15 <laughs> year, years or whatever you might not have got that one but I make no apologies because some of our listeners are from West Central Scotland that <laughs> might make them laugh
0: I'm sure it's on YouTube but if you look for the word Wayne W E A N, Yeah we might
1: post a link actually Yeah good point Just with a you know Mm. Anyway, maybe we won't. <laughs> right, anything else? Or should we see if there's any contemporary correspondence? Because uh, I'm aware that this is going to be a long one.
0: I don't understand why the the police were guarding this lighthouse anyway.
1: Oh, yeah. Because it's an abandoned lighthouse. Yeah, maybe, it was kind of locked was, up. Maybe there was government secrets hidden inside it or something. Maybe they knew it was a gateway to another dimension. Maybe that's it. Interesting.
0: Maybe that Captain Josiah or whatever his name was, maybe he was the guardian of this ancient doorway and it had to stay sealed. That would have been quite interesting. But mm-hmm. yeah, Bob Haney's like, nope, he's served his purpose, moving on with the story. Let's stick with the Lovecraft stuff.
1: Yeah. It's great. We've done quite a few Brave Bulls recently. You know, yeah. Plastic Man, Sergeant Rock, Wildcat, yeah. this one the fashion. they've all been very different. Again, yes.
0: mm-hmm.
1: The point I made previously, Batman out of Gotham. Yeah. Uh-huh. Batman's tour of the world. hmm They've all been very different. They've all been ah. very interesting. They've all required a lot of work. Yes. I don't think you could ever accuse Bob Haney of phoning it in.
0: No, definitely not. They're always very exciting stories. They might not always make the most sense, but there's always something really entertaining mm-hmm. about them. And if you think about it hard enough, you can make it work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why Brave and Bold was like, the highest selling Batman comic, because it was sheer
1: entertainment. Mm-hmm. It wasn't designed mm-hmm. to be anything else. One final thing, to go back to that beautiful Neil Adams cover. There isn't a bit when the Flash pulls a gun on bats.
0: Nope, there is no gun involved in this situation. Well, there is a nice
1: bit when Batman's face twists slightly. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not like it's in the Flash cover. doesn't pull a gun. So yeah, yeah that's another Brave in the Bold cover that lies to you. I Have to watch out for that in the future issues of Brave in the Bold if there's any scenes that actually... Anyway. One last thing I do want to mention. Oh yes, is one last thing.
0: Columbo style. It is a loved Barry wearing Bruce's clothes casually in the, in the mansion where he's basically got the, the evening smoking jacket on. I found that. Oh, he hilarious. borrowed, that's right. Yes, he, he borrowed yes. the dressing
1: gown and pajamas. Love that. I thought. Yeah, it looked, that makes sense. Looks brilliant. Remember when we did the Batman and Wildcat one, and we talked about how smelly Batman would have been going through yes. the desert for three days in his Got costume. Be similar here, it? Yeah, yeah, he's living and wearing his costume all the time, and sleeping in his costume all the time, and mm-hmm. running about the, by the beach. And well, it is drip it's, dry, as we know. Yeah, but it's just like. <laughs> Is it it made of unstable molecules? Is it automatically clean and all that sort of stuff? What
0: would the earth one equivalent be? It's not promethium, uh, Mm.
1: possibly. I used to love unstable molecules, man. Honestly. Anyway, right. Is there any contemporary correspondence to look at? There
0: certainly is. We shall skip ahead to Brave and Bold issue 101. And the first letter says, Dear Editor... All I can say about The Man Who Murdered His Past is that it was a warm, wonderful story. Both Batman and Flash prove they are completely human and function as the perfect team. Bob Haney's technique is brilliant because he makes the reader feel like a participant, rather than a spectator. Yeah, i agree with that. Which is the attitude of most stories. The art was conventional, but magnificent. He then talks about the Viking Prince, but we didn't cover that. And then finishes by saying, (laughs) I thank you for making October 14th a memorable 21st birthday. And that's from William G. Lax
1: from Poughkeepsie, New York. Thank you, William. And we hope to help you celebrate many, many more. Well, that's nice. Editor response. The next letter covers the recent issue of the Phantom Stranger, but we didn't do that. So the following letter goes like this. Dear Editor, for the first time in a long time, I did not like an issue of (gasps) B&B. Why? The plot hit me as a bit too far fetched, especially the part about Bruce Wayne's parents spending all those years in that limbo world for experimenting with the dead. Yeah, we didn't really talk about too much about that, actually. Mm-hmm. Thomas Wayne's low key, quiet, as you said, I suppose, Lovecraftian style. Yeah, that was. Huh. Yeah, we should probably just continue to gloss over that. <laughs> what a complicated figure Thomas Wayne is, stroke was. Yes. Maybe in the next flashpoint rip off, they'll start talking about that. The letter continues. Maybe it's my memory playing tricks on me, but haven't we seen stories about Bruce standing before his parents' graves and vowing to fight crime, as Peter said? And that letter's from none other than Bob Rosakis at Elmont, New York. The Answer Man himself. And the editorial response is... We can't argue with your personal opinion about the story in
0: general, but we will debate your comment about the Wayne's graves. How do you know that they were not cremated and their urns buried? Haney assures us this is not an unpopular custom, and indeed occurred in his own family except he's given the urn at the
1: end of the story. Yeah, and it's also that's one of the things that we speculated on ourselves. Yeah. I cannot think of... What is the point of burying an urn? Good grief. <laughs> you know, the whole point of cremating someone is that you don't have to bury them and it takes up less space. I'm unsentimental about such things, listeners. I apologise. Oh, well, anyway, yes, but <laughs> I agree with Peter in the way that he highlighted it, and I do not agree with this fudged way that the editor has replied. Mm. There's some more bits than Bobs that they highlight. Issue 182 of Superboy, which is a story that we vaguely thought about trying to find the justification for covering it. At one point is also a request that Batman teams up with the Legion, but that doesn't happen to Brave and Bold for a very, very long time. So yeah, that's it then for B ninety nine. A very interesting story. It was nice to see Barry Allen doing as much as The Flash did. Yes, you know, yes. Because uh-huh. he's a policeman and all that sort of stuff. Using that, his science and all using that. Using his, his police skills mm-hmm. and all that. That's quite interesting, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: When I was doing research for this issue, I came across something else. And that was the letters page that covers issue 100. We're not going to talk about issue 100. It's not one we're going to do. However, there's a comment in here from scott snyder of brooklyn new york all oh, right and i wonder if that is dc comic writer scott snyder or someone related to him because I, th- I think it'd be too long ago right to actually be the dc writer scott snyder but i right. just found it really interesting because it's not the most common of names
1: yeah a family member perhaps mm-hmm. or another cousin or his dad maybe yeah
0: no. certainly he writes in to say that uh, brain bold 100 is one of the finest breaking bold stories yet so there interesting
1: Black Canary's an issue 100, but we're not going to do it. Because as we said in the past, if we did every single Black Canary story, given the fact she's a JSA member, we'd literally, <laughs> literally never get this done. And it's already taken as much longer than we thought it would in the first <laughs> place. But not to worry. Yeah. But there are other brave and bold issues with Black Canary. And we're going to decide how we're gonna, if we're going to do them or not, basically on an ad hoc basis as we go, aren't we? Yes. But we probably But will Don't do worry,
0: them. we'll cover all the exciting, entertaining and pertinent ones. Yes. So there we are. Yes. Well, then. Shall we wind up? Let's do that. That's what we thought about the issue. What did you think about this story? What earth do you think it took place on? Mm. Mm-hmm. Let us know. You can email us at Earth 2 podcast at com. Make sure you follow us on social media because we're putting up lots of lovely bonus material for this and indeed every episode. We certainly will. On Facebook and Instagram, we're at the Earth 2 podcast and on Twitter, we're at podcast underscore Earth2. And it's the number two for all of our contacts.
1: It certainly is. If you're feeling generous, you could go to wherever it is you receive your podcast and give us a nice positive review. That would be lovely. I'm told such things are good for our visibility and their algorithms. We'll give another mention to Brian, the enemy of the show, Mm -hmm. who's systematically going through our old Instagram posts as he catches up on old episodes and, and commenting. So, Brian, keep it coming. I'm loving that. Thank you. And in the recent episode we talked about the Father Ted sitcom very briefly, didn't we? We yes. certainly did. Yes, we, we communicate via YouTube from our pal Johnny McKinstry. We certainly did, and he told us that his favourite episode of Father Ted is the one with the rabbits. Excellent.
0: It's also my favourite episode of Friends.
1: I quite like the one of the rabbits as well. Yeah, because it's got that other minister that's terrified of them. <laughs> yeah, he's sat in his bed <laughs> surrounded by rabbits. Yes, Johnny. Should you and me and Peter start doing a <laughs> Father Ted's Ted. discussion podcast? Let us, you have a think. Let Peter know the next time you see him. Which
0: one of us would be which father?
1: No, we're not going to reenact it. We're <laughs> just going to talk about it. Ah, go on, Ted. Go on, go on.
0: On that bombshell. On that
1: bombshell. I've been Father Dougal Maguire.
0: <laughs> I've been Father Ted Crilly. <laughs> and you've been listening to... The Earth 2, Two Podcast. Transmatter Cube activated. The term coordinates set for Earth...
1: Bruce said Bronson lives here in Boston. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) What a tongue twister that was. (laughs) Thanks, Bob Heaney. (laughs) That's your outtake. Yep. Batgirl, Crystal Dowd was superb as... Crystal Dowd? Can you imagine? I know, I got that wrong. (laughs)